Welcome Sojourners, this is Jonathan with Sojourners Awake. This is part two of Demons on the Doorstep. In this episode, you will find out what happens to Felthrin, Garandan, and Bramble as they march through the forest and discover a knoll camp. And along with the knoll raiders, there is a mysterious ally. And supposedly, this connects to the larger story of the journey into Avernus. I hope you enjoy the episode. he's going to be on high alert for a while um especially to the north for more gnolls to come in um he knows one got away so you know they know that we took some hits so maybe they'll bring a bigger force he's going to be very watchful of that and bramble you would easily assume that if the knoll is retreating to the north it is likely that is where its camp resides. As you look around, you can assume that the various corpses of deers exploded, releasing the portal. You can only imagine how many more there would have been had Garandan not dispelled the magic of the previous deer corpse. I need to heal up a little bit here. Um, do you think, sh- should we try to make camp again or do you think they're coming back? Well, I mean, if they are coming back, we probably shouldn't be here if we're making camp. It looks like the, did you say the deer corpses exploded? Maybe the portals are already used up? Well, yeah, this might, but the this might be the safest place here. Sorry. What's that? The gnolls didn't come through the portals. That's true. They came from home base. At this point, you would not know because you can't see the deer carcasses from this area. And having not seen one completely enacted you only know that with Garandan's dispel magic, they were co- okay. successfully okay. closed. However, I'll let you make an insight check since you're trying to guess this from a distance. 18. You would feel very confident that this is a one-time use portal. Well, I need to lay here for a while. And can, can somebody pull these things out of my back? I'll go over and do that. <laughs> He'll lay down on his belly. Oh! Ugh. was deep oh yeah i just have a good fight there brother boy they only got me because i wasn't looking at him get you some eyes in the back of your head yeah sorry i should have told you that they were back there i heard you yell something when you ran and hit in the cart bramble <laughs> <laughs> listen no 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 that's okay i took care of it i knew you would but you already took your nap now it's my turn he has, Bramble has his, on his arms exposed outside of his armor, um, they're very red. He has bruises and, like, torn flesh. So he's, he doesn't look great himself, but. 
Rambo, you can see on that right arm where the stinger poise, uh, stabbed you, a, a very large tennis ball size collection of pus has gathered. And Yummy. maybe Garandan, when you're done with him, uh, see? Well, that's a, that's a mighty fine volcano you got there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Felthran, um, not being able to count on getting a, a time to rest, is going to use um, use those herbs that he found, and uh, he's going to use both sets to make some salve and uh, put them in the uh, bolt wounds. So, going to use both sets or seventeen points of healing. If you would take a little minute and instruct someone how to do that, as you cannot reach your back. Hey, uh, Garandan, this. Uh... I found these herbs, and they're going to help me out. Uh, I mixed them up uh, with a little dwarven ale, you know, to make them soft and ready to go. If you could push a little bit into each one of the wounds, that uh, it's going to help me heal up over the next little while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, just like that. Uh, uh, oh. Alec speaks up and says... So, I mean, we don't feel very safe out here in the wilds now. It's clear that there's more than just Null Raiders. I don't know if they'll be back, but uh, if we got demons crawling around here now, um, I don't think we're going to make the two-day march to Waterdeep. I reckon we're probably just going to head back to Red Larch and cut our losses and just thank the gods that we made it out alive. And he puts, he looks to you towards you, Bramble, and says, I've been around for a while, and danger tends to find people who go looking for it, but danger also tends to find people who are standing up against it. I'd like to think we're the latter. Um, there might be a bit of the former mixed in there, too. But let me tell you, Grovelore is not that far away. And uh, Garandan told you about his his pub up there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't even think about that. How? What, what do you think? It's like less than a day's travel? We got here in a day. Well, if y'all have come that way, then for sure n nothing has already been around there. Did y'all see any danger on the way? Not exactly, but it's hard to spot. Um, you know, it's hard to know, I guess. There's definitely danger all in these woods, but you might be able to get, you should be able to travel safely in the daylight, I would think. Daylight is our friend, and you look over to the horizon and realize you do have about two hours until the sun crests over the horizon. Well, I think we'll do that. Well, he looks around and says, what are y'all's plans? What are y'all gonna do? I'm gonna take a nap. Felton just lays down, falls asleep. We're gonna travel north and uh, cut this off in the bud. If you press forward to the north, you'll hit up on the Tribor Trail with the forest and the mountains on your left-hand side. On your right-hand side would be the Deserin Valley. The daylight begins to wane, but right then the sun begins to peek over the horizon with purples and pinks bathing the horizon. Bramble and Garandan, you sit there in the quiet of the forest. 
the two of you around the extinguished campfire. And uh, you came this path before. Does it go north or are we going to have to go through the woods? It depends on exactly where we're trying to go. Uh, we, If we stick to the road, we'll end up going farther west than we need to, maybe? But I guess I'm not sure exactly where we're aiming. If the point is to kill the gnolls, it looks like we can start here. Oh, how long was I asleep? Feeling better. We should we should get those gnolls. Still seeing red glare. Okay, I'm with you. With gnoll hunting on your mind, what would be the best opportunity to complete your mission? Surprise attack on the on the base. Maybe. Maybe we should move through the forest a little bit. See how deep their for their places and bramble. You can do that sneaky thing a little bit. I had too many pies at Groslaw. I'm not that sneaky anymore. The forest lies beyond you. It's thick, tangly. It would require some difficulty getting the wagon through, if at all. But at this point, Bramble, you could easily see the left-behind trail of the gnolls that fled into the forest. Bramble, maybe, maybe you and I should go take a look. I will, uh, I'll take on a different form. We can sneak through a little bit, see what's up there while Garandan keeps track of the cart, and uh, just see if we can get an idea of where they're hiding out. If it's more than a few minutes, then we'll come right back. You have something you can send up, like an arrow with a fire on it, in case you need help? Nope. <laughs> you could call down a, a thunderbolt or something, brother. If you see the lightning flow, then okay. you'll know. <laughs> what you had for lunch? <laughs> Bramble and Felthrin, you begin to press on through the forest. Garandan, make a defensive check. <laughs> Your guard. Uh, how are you guarding the wagon? Okay. Um, so in the inside the wagon, um, I'm gonna guard it by uh, yeah, absolutely, just uh, kind of stacking the pots and pans up against the walls, kind of putting a layer so nothing comes through it. Um, I'm going to uh, absolutely hunker down with the the man and his boy, um, and just kind of uh, keep an ear out and just kind of ready for anything. Alex says, well, I mean, if you're staying here, we'll hang out here for a little bit. Love to hear you tell me about Grove lore. Maybe some, drop some names we could. And he begins to trail off in conversation, seemingly unfazed from the fight before. Bramble and Felthrin. Bramble, I know that in halfling form, your soft, hairy, furry feet begin to pad through the underbrush, crackling through twigs and 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 leaves. As you step over a hollowed-out log, your ears begin to attune to the sounds of the forest. The smells of the earth begin to erupt in your nose. You have some questions about this scene. What are they? Do I detect anything 
that would suggest that the woods themselves are unhealthy. You take a deep breath and you smell the, the natural rot of the forest. The wind carries favorable messages and you look over and you see at this stage in the morning, a small little hair kind of dart out of the, 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 a little knoll in the ground, her burrow, and she begins to collect some vegetation for this morning, indicating that the forest seems to resume business as usual. And you press on. Felthrin, how do you proceed? Uh, Felthrin is in the form of a panther, and uh, he's going to be trying to smell out the knolls and which path they went. He has advantage on that, so. You gain a strange scent in your nose, one that you possibly have never smelled before. It smells a lot like a vinegar, like a pickled substance. You begin to lean towards it and bramble it catches your eye, a small glass vial filled with a collection of white bulbs in a simple brine. Bramble will go over to it and pick it up. It's a glass of frog eyes a material component required for some kind of spell. Interesting. You know, if Hay were here, he says to the panther, he might know something about these. Um, maybe I'll just hang on to him for, you know, whenever he appears again. Very finely crafted, nothing crude at all, nothing a knoll would carry by any stretch of the imagination. Most likely some spellcaster, a wizard, perhaps. As you press on throughout the forest, Bramble, you are using your skills, you're using your instincts to track these gnolls. And how are you progressing with this? In the time um, after his family was kicked out of their home, um, out of Hartwood Estate, he spent several weeks in the woods um, sneaking around the Black Dragon cult. Um, following them and, and all that kind of thing so he has he spent quite a bit of time in the woods he's not really an outdoorsy type of person but he's acquired some tracking and hiding skills from that time um, so he's looking for the broken twigs you know footprints in the mud um, those kinds of things and it's you know still early in the morning so his sight is uh, he has to rely on other senses besides just his sight that's he's used to that so he's maybe not doing as well as he could as the panther moves on you start to see a divergence in the branches and trees as something has crashed through you quickly find what is clearly some kind of knoll print the pawed disgusting print of a humanoid creature that has been assembled into a hyena form matted fur begins to trail off and you clearly see that this is no difficulty in tracking but what catches your eye only your eye is a small piece of cloth gnolls are not known for wearing clothing and this iridescent gray cloth seems to shimmer in the sunlight piercing through the canopy and it catches your eye for a second and it's snagged on a simple branch Bramble aware of anything that suggests this might be dangerous at all? I mean, is, or does it just really look like it was snagged off of a knoll passing by? 
You can make an investigation check. Investigation. Felthrin, you see Bramble going towards this clearing that's been decimated by a knoll just rampaging through, and it indeed is the same trail in which you are tracking just splatches of knoll blood. You quickly gather the scent. As you press closer to Bramble, you see that he's eyeing a simple piece of fabric that is snagged on a branch. What did you roll? 29. 29? You've heard of this make before. It's a very fine drow clothing. Perhaps you've heard Felix talk about it. It's the clothing of a Pawafi. It's a magical element that gives drow the ability to hide in daylight so that they will not be scorched by the sunlight. Felthrin, they might not mind the sunlight as much as a gnoll normally would. Um, I, Felix told me about this fabric. We were hoping to ambush them while they were sleeping, but they might not be asleep. Panther will look the direction that we're heading and then look back and then look back at Bramble. Probably time to get Garen Dan. He'll turn around. You return to your campsite, relaying this information to Garen Dan. Garen Dan, as they relay the situation that has just occurred, which is now in your knowledge, how would you like to proceed? With the kids and the, the guy like fully ready in the daylight up, um, uh, I think I'll I'll give him like a token um, to like Morden's beard or something like like a gift card, <laughs> just like, hey, be haste, get to Grovelaw, stay safe, keep your head down, and the boy in the wagon, and go. I will uh, press on with all my might, Garandan. I cannot thank you enough. Uh-oh. As soon as we get there, I'll let my family know we arrived safely in Grovelore, and to be honest, most people are going to be happy to know that it's up and running. And it is a win-win, my friend. Go with Martin. And the wagon pursues off towards Grovelore. As the panther and Bramble arrive back to you. How long did we go? I'm going to say that's a good hour. Okay, he switched back. Yeah. So we have to hide this wagon if we're going to go up through there. We can hide it in the brush right over here. And Felthrin will find the best space that we can move the wagon, but uh, still cover it up with some tree branches and such. After the wagon is completely hidden and disguised to assemble part into the forest, three of you proceed through the brush. Yeah, um, I think we should, like, every so often just kind of let Bramble go ahead or someone go ahead just because I know I'm making, I'm not, like, yeah, stealthy at all. I'm not stealthy at all right now, either. So, kind of like, he goes ahead and then we kind of trundle up behind him. (laughs) Bramble, do you want to take the lead? Yeah. So he'll go... Uh, maybe about a hundred yards through the woods, so he's no longer in sight. Um, he'll go up a hundred yards and stop and wait 15 seconds to hear if there are any sounds, and then he'll whistle to signal them to come up to his position. Calling out in the familiar bird song, Bramble lets you know it's easy to progress through. Bramble, uh, Garandan, as you're stomping through the brush, every once in a while a branch clicks onto your coat and it pulls it back 
you see something shimmering in the mud. A piece of jewelry seems to have been stomped by a knoll footprint. It lies there, the gold glinting in the sunlight. You'll uh, kneel down while I look at it. As your, as your dwarven fingers push through the mud and peeling back the, the sticky brown substance from the piece of jewelry, you see that it's a fine earring. You move on through the woods. Bramble, if you would make a stealth check. 25. Okay. You hear footsteps stepping towards you, lightly padded feet moving at a moderate pace through the wilderness. Seems to be going in the same direction you are, yet is currently being caught up by your quick, quickened pace. But you don't see anyone. A tree branch moves, seemingly on its own, and quietly resumes position. A small little bush moves to the side and then returns to its original place. You hear the sound of crunching of leaves beneath feet, yet you see nothing. Does this get within 10 feet of me? I have a feet that lets me be aware of creatures within 10 feet of me. Blind sense. Let's find out. Uh, let's make a, let's do contested dexterity checks. Okay. A 23. At 12. Yeah, so this creature does get within 10 feet of you. It brushes past you quickly. Um, I will tell you, you it is ethereal at, currently at this point, is see-through. What do you see? It's it's almost like a, a fog, um, but when you... I, it's a fog that you see from the corner of your eye. When you look at it, you don't see anything. Um, but, you know, he sort of is... Like looking up at the sky at an airplane, right? Guessing where it's going to be based on the sound. He's sort of looking to see where the footprints ought to be and looks off just a bit and notices it. You see the shimmering light kind of move through the forest at a moderate pace, bending the frame of the trees and the leaves. And you catch out this holographic figure, a humanoid, very slender and thin, very elven like features is currently have a long coat that it's wearing to shield it from the sunlight. It looks back a little bit and looks at your direction right at you. Currently though, your head, your curly brown hair just sitting atop a log appearing nothing more than a fungus in the woods. With a little bit of mud splattered on your face, he can't see the paleness of your skin and assumes you are another, another denizen of the forest, simple plant growth. He looks back this way he looks on the ground as if he's searching for something. And he continues on as he's hearing Garandan and Felthrin stomp through the woods. You quickly hear him say, where is it? In Undercommon. So you hear Undercommon, but you hear it in a question-like form, <laughs> as if someone was searching for something. Very soon, if you do not I would like to know if you're going to resume that position, stay in your current covered stealthy state to wait for Garandan and Felthrin, or if you're going to press on with this character as they are disappearing from your sight. I will I will wait till he is uh, 
far enough that he's not necessarily out of earshot, but pretty far away, far enough away that I don't think he'd be able to hear the dwarves crashing up behind me um, and then signal them to, to come to my position. So I'll let him go off whichever way he's going. All right, you see exactly the direction when where he is going. And then he kind of disappears as his invisibility begins to fade from your vision. Meanwhile, two dwarves come stomping through the woods. Uh, Garandan currently has a branch that is adhered to his leg and it seems to almost grasp at him in a loving way as if a pet clinging to his master. Felthrin, you've seen these creatures before, these little dryadic twig blights that seem to find affection for certain creatures and others. As it currently like stabs into your skin, Garandan, um, Felthrin, you know this is something of a affection rather than an attack. Dan, it looks like you have a new girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I thought this was yours. Oh, no, she likes you. And it like clamps you. harder into your leg. Almost as oh. much as that no like me looking at you. <laughs> hey, you, you might want to, uh, you might want to get her off of you. She's going to keep grabbing you harder. Okay. Is it something I feed her or do I, what? <laughs> Here, let me try. And Felthren will try to gently remove the dryad from his leg. It shrieks and screams and displeasure and, and, and panic, and it begins to whine and moan and writhe on the floor, and then it scurries off to seek another victim of love. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you. Bramble, you've seen this whole thing, though they are completely unaware of your presence. Bramble steps out onto the path five, like 15 feet ahead of you guys and says, You are so loud. Well, I can't help it. Garandan brought a girlfriend. Amazing hey, love. Hey, Bramble, did, what, what have you seen? I heard some footsteps. I, I think possibly Noel's ahead, not too far away, but also some creature with maybe some kind of special item or some kind of ability or maybe just a creature not fully of this plane came through very hard to see seemed to be looking for something kind of looking down at the ground and i'm not really sure well but, i uh, found this earring hmm. i guess you didn't see it is i think you might have been missing looking for this well, Bramble, I have no doubt that anything within a half a mile can hear a Garandam coming along. Two miles for me. I just yell, I've got an earring? I mean... Oh, what I'm thinking is maybe you should point us in the right direction and we'll just keep bumbling along and you can sneak off on the side somewhere so they don't know you're there. I'll talk about getting my ears pissed. I mean... They're made out of stone, but you know, never know. Might be able to get this through there. If the being that lost the earring is friendly, we can make a friend, and if they're not friendly, you can sneak up on them. I like that thought for sure. It was moving pretty quickly, but we can... I'm sure we can get his attention. <laughs> <laughs> Which way did they go? Off that way, but, you know... I could hear you while I could, while it was around. 
it knows you're here. I think it moved on so quickly because it heard you coming. Well, let's see if we can get its attention. And Felthran's going to start walking in that direction, and he's going to say, Garandan, what did you find there? Oh, this old earring? It's kind of pretty. Thanks. I'll give it back to that lady, a friend I didn't have. Bramble shakes his head and disappears oh. into the brush. Hang on to it for now. We can sell it later. Oh, yes. That's a great idea. It looks expensive. Two dwarves stomping through the brush, carrying on in their deep guttural voices, um, mixing common with dwarvish back and forth, I mean, echoing throughout the forest. Bramble, you can hear this completely occurring. As I understand your intention, Garen, Dan, and Felthren are just marching right into the open, whereas Bramble is taking more of a flanked approach. Okay. Uh, Bramble, go ahead and make another stealth check, and then Garen, Dan, and Felthren make a performance check. Well, the natural one, but I'm a halfling. I've had so many crits, <laughs> both ones and twenties tonight. Uh, so it's going to be a thirty total. Jeez. I got an eight. I got a four. Bramble, meanwhile, in a ghillie suit, crawling through the, the forest, completely undetected. There's even a moment where a fox steps on your shoulder and then backs off and yips and says, Oh, excuse me, sir, I did not see you there. Oh, oh dear. Sorry about that. And he kind of saunters off, adding back and forth. Bramble files that away, talking foxes. Garen, Dan, and Felthren, you stomp, you sing, you chant, you carry on loudly about this earring, and you come to a small clearing in the woods, much like a primitive campsite where small sapling trees have been felled. Trenches have been dug. It's a large clearing, 50 feet in the current area you're at. The strong stench of rotten meat fills the area. It surprises you how quickly you step into this area. And Garandan, you are carrying on so much about the earring that you nearly stepped on a humanoid creature. Now that you see your boot caught in midair, maybe Felthren instinctively puts his hand out before you stomp on it. Enol, resting in a slumber with its belly horribly bloated and large, slobber dripping out of its mouth as it's swept away in abyssal dreams snoring softly, recently feasted on a kill. Felthrin, you look again and there's a yet another knoll lying halfway out of the trench with its belly swollen and full, belching this horrible noxious odor. You look again, another knoll and yet another sprayed out across this camp with rude little huts sheltering simply from the rain Knolls lying left and right. There's one that's kind of creepily, slimily slugging along the forest, reaching for one last bite off of a 
femur-sized bone. And he begins to slowly and sluggishly gnaw on it. And there is a small cave off to the distance. A natural cave. Bramble, uh, Felthorn, you recognize this as possibly a bear cave. Some bear would use for hibernation, though in the summertime you can guess that it would be quite empty. Bramble, you are flanked off to the side, and yet you see the same thing. You smell that noxious odor, and you creepily, quietly get within ten feet of this knoll, and its eyes are completely milked over white, caught in this abyssal slumber. Each of you have a couple questions about this scene. Felthrin, we'll start with you. How thick are the necks on these knolls? Can a dwarf get his strong hands around the neck? About the size of a five foot five human, they're not that big. So does Felthorn imagine that with his strength, he could strangle this thing without letting it escape any noise? Any? With their stupor, it would be like strangling someone in a coma. Yeah, I imagine so. Hold that thought, Garandan, you might have some questions about this scene in order to paint a larger picture. Um, is there like any uh, fires or like cooking stuff or they just, no, so there's nothing like that, okay. On that note, you do see quite a few littered bones. Some have been snapped, some have been gnawed, some rib cages left completely open, decorating uh, the tents as they dangle from tree branches and huts. And can he see into the cave at all with his dark vision, or is it too light? Uh, no. You cannot see into the cave from this distance. Does it seem to be like a leader or a pack leader or anything out and about? Yeah, you see... One particular knoll seems to be larger than the others and is decorated in a war-styled. Its fur has been shaven, except in certain spots, to make it appear spiky and and the fur growing in large braids. Uh, It's currently wrapped up in a couple blankets of pants, coats, cloaks, various strands of shredded human clothing stained with blood and it's wrapped up in a small little blanket inside one of these huts. Bramble, you have a couple questions about this scene as you lie there quietly in the underbrush. Does there seem to be anything magical about their sleep, or is it just that they're, they've gorged themselves? They are totally gorged. Uh, does there seem to be anything that they're protecting in the way that they've arranged their camp? The most important thing you could guess would be their fattened bellies. Uh, As far as this cave, nothing seems to be completely related, but each of you have taken note that there is a cave, though no gnolls are around it. They've all made huts. They've all sprayed themselves out on the floor, lying in ditches and ravines, but no one completely laying inside the cave. Feltherin, you wanted to make an action. Trying to decide if this is within his uh, character to just kill monsters like that. 
you know, you know your enemy. Yeah, I think it was said before by a wise sage, to know someone, you must fight them. You do not know someone until you've engaged with them in combat. You have clearly delineated the devils that Garandan has dealt with were more civilized, more bureaucratic, more lawful, where these creatures, these abyssal demons are chaotic, maddened by lust and, 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 and rage and sloth. They exemplify the worst of the worst vices of humanity in a single condensed form. They have no reasoning to them except to satiate their desires. Yeah, I think Felthran would do it. I mean, he just pulled four bolts out of his body that they shot him in the back. So, um, yeah, I think he's gonna he's going to look at Garandan, kind of make the shh symbol, and then he's going to uh, reach down and as quickly and as quietly as he can um, strangle him. Try to try to strangle him in a way that he doesn't make any noise. to stink and you feel its neck begin to slough the skin begin to slough off and you cut off its air circulation you're attempting to strangle it it stops breathing in the quietness and not a single knoll stirs except for a few ungodly whines and yips Garandan you may proceed So Garandan is not that as not as strong as Felton. He's really just gonna back him up and just kinda keep a lookout so if anything else wakes up. And he's he's gonna try really not to move because he's a he's a bit of a, a noisy guy. <laughs> you keep a lookout and you hear the sound of a small little glass vial dropping to the floor and shattering on the ground, echoing in the cave. Bramble. How do you proceed? Bramble, you hear that too? Yes. Um, he will move to a place where he can see the opening of the cave clearly, um, but set about the work of dispatching these knolls as well. Um, is the glove of is, is the hand crossbow the hidden hand crossbow quiet or is it the sound of a crossbow okay no it's i mean silent so he will um take the tactic of like in one motion stepping on its throat and shooting its heart one after the other bramble places his foot on the throat right into the jugular, sealing off its airway, cutting it, killing it instantly in one shot as these creatures, one by one, stop slithering and groaning and lie there lifeless and still as they exhale this horrible stench from their body. They stop moving and they are dead. As you move towards the mouth of the cave, Bramble, Felthorn, I assume you are progressing in like form, attempting to dispatch of each of these creatures in your own way. 
Felthorn, you stand before the Null pack leader, and it kind of mutters in the abyssal, Yinigu, Yinigu, will feed us. Calling out in the abyssal. You hear this name, though, over and over again, Yinigu, Yinigu, the demon lord of the abyss, the one that gave the Nulls their very first life. You've heard these stories before as a young dwarf, that Yinigu plans to sweep across each plane one by one, consuming all and turning everyone into this hideous form of himself, half hyena, half man, living in gluttonous behavior. Sober no more, they live for the hunger. As this creature goes out in this horrible dream, its belly extended, holding up the remains of human clothing from no doubt some nearby village taken last night. How do you proceed? Uh, you said he's a little bit larger. Is he still is he still small enough that I can strangle him without a noise? He looks incapacitated, but it might take more than a strangle. All right, Felthorin's going to pull out uh, uh, Resmir's greatsword. We dispatched all the rest of the gnolls. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he's going to take out the greatsword and just chop off his head. Rolls off to the side and issues forth this noxious gas. Um, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Ooh, five. All right. Felthorn, you are in a stupor. This horrible stench just surprisingly erupts in such a quick manner as you have severed its head from its body. It's a noxious, dark gas. It's not poison. Okay. No. Yeah, but it's and that's why it caught you off guard. Garen Dana, you're off to the side and you see Bramble approach this cave and Bramble, you begin to hear the same voice in Undercommon kind of cursing. And Where is it? I know I left it here somewhere. Another glass shatters to the ground. Oh, curses. This worm-ridden place, I must find it. As he searches frantically for something in under common, and then he stops suddenly. Quite possibly, too suddenly. Hail, Hail friend. friend, friend. You sense nothing except the soft, invisible footsteps of a creature attempting to walk behind you. And he's got a small little dagger with a wild, crazy look in his eyes, nearly a grin. He is attempting to reach around behind you as you stare off into his cave. And he slowly walks around, creeping ever so softly. That's close enough. And Bramble will turn and look right at where he probably is. (sighs) He backs away into defensive position, assuming the jig has been up. And you see before you, a male drow elf, not a half drow like Felix was, but full elven features, long cheekbones, large almond-like eyes, large dark ears underneath his shock white hair. And he drops the invisibility and he attempts to swing a uh, simple dagger towards you and says, get back, thief, he says in common. Uh, I'm no thief, uh... It seems like you're looking for something. Could you tell me what you're doing here? What are you doing here? We came to dispatch the gnolls, as you see. He looks around and sees 
Velthorin and Garandan just one by one. They're not moving. Oh, my. Who sent you? We're trying to rid the area of, of this evil. <laughs> well, good luck. And he turns and runs deeper into the cave. The cave snakes to the, to the left, a tunnel. And there's faint bits of purple light that are very common in drow communities. Felix told you about them before, giving off a soft light so that no one has to use dark vision. I'm gonna um, touch a gem on the helm, uh, on the, the circlet of teleport and appear in front of him and attempt to trip him. <laughs> you vamp off to the side. Uh, go ahead and make your dexterity check. Will not be too difficult. Uh, actually, it'll be in athletics. Sorry. Thirteen. He got a fourteen. He quickly skates off to the side as you attempt it. He says, "Ah, a magic user. Maybe I could take that." And he attempts to take the helm of telepathy from your head. Don't think so. Okay, we're gonna Just... make another check, uh, dexterity this time. Oh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Eight. He got an eleven. He snatches it from your hand and says, Find us, keep us, losers, you weep. And he attempts to cast a spell. Garandan, you've seen Bramble just rush after in the cave after some invisible creature that you did not see. I would like to know what you do before we turn to Felthrin. Um, so, um, Garandan sees Felthrin, um, kind of running around uh, and like stumbling and he's gonna uh, run up to him real quick and catch him just before he falls over and like in the catching he saw the gas come out and know that the, 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 the he got um, hit with something and he's gonna cast lesser restoration on him um, kind of clear his head and he's and then he's going to uh, apologize to him because he's gonna make a really bad smell and use his cloak and teleport himself to where Bramble just went and it's going to puff of sulfur with Felthrin with me um, because I can take someone of my same size with me and we're going to teleport to 500 foot range so I think yeah I can just go straight to them behind him and just be like who's the thief now? <laughs> Felthrin uh, Garandin runs over to you and puts a comforting hand on your shoulder and the lesser restoration of magic begins to move through you he gives you a smile but all you see is someone trying to take your warhammer. The cloak of Montebank erupts around you and poof, exists in a sulfuric smell and is pleasing to your nostrils. The same way the abyssal stench was pleasing to your nostrils at all. You have suffered abyssal corruption. Mm -hmm. You now believe that in order for your plans to succeed. You hear the voice in your head. They want your things. You, you must come first. I must come first. I am you. I am me. I must, I must stop them before they stop me. I can only win if I'm the only one, if I'm the only winner, and I will do everything within our power to let them fail. And in this cave, 
of this drow spellcaster. So our story concludes for tonight. <laughs>